the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives, sponsored by RC Auto, me and myrc.com. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new edition of Rescuers on faithtalk1360.com, and it's on every Thursday at 5.30, so here we go. Uh, my guest today... Very exciting to have uh, Jeff McGee, Dr. Jeff McGee, uh, who's with uh, Cross Cultural Dynamics. That's the name of your com- company, correct? Correct. That's it. And is that a commercial company or nonprofit? It's just a private company. Just a private company. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeff is here to talk about all the issues of the day. And, uh, and we're going to talk about, of course, uh, COVID is everywhere. But more importantly, we're going to talk about the events of the past few weeks uh, since the the murder of of George Floyd. And um, Jeff, just a, a huge collision in America has taken place with the uh, the killing of, of George Floyd and all the uh, protests, whether it be peaceful or violent. Uh, here we are. We're in this yeah. place. And uh and and you're an expert in this area, and uh, so I want to talk a lot about race relationships, uh, 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 systematic or system systemic uh, racism. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Let, let's take a, a, a dip, dip uh, a deep dive into all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Art, for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. So. Yeah, it's just been incidentally. I got I got to you through my lovely bride Dinah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> at at Powell. Yes, we love yeah. Dinah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's um it's been a very interesting uh, few weeks for America, um and, and we're seeing a lot of the demonstrations, like you're saying, whether peaceful or not peaceful, uh, happening. But uh, when when I look at it, it's nothing new. Um, it's We've we've been fighting against racism and systemic racism since the early 1600s, yeah, right? Wow. Uh, something that Will Smith said recently, when when asked, uh, "Is racism resurfacing?" and he said, "No, it's not resurfacing. It's just being filmed." Right? I saw that. That which is what a profound statement. Yeah, yeah it was very yeah. very profound yeah. and it's real. And you know, we have to understand there's two different concepts. To racism, mm-hmm. there's the racism that's overt racism, uh, more individualized, right? It's more you think about small groups of people who are racist towards a person or towards another uh, social group, 
right? But then we talk about systemic racism. You have to go back to the early 1600s, right? So systemic is, uh, you also hear institutionalized racism. Yeah. yeah. So what that means is it's built into the very fabric of, uh, of, of our country, right? It's built into our social structures, our economic structures, our political structures. So um, we have to understand there's a huge difference between yeah. those two. So what you're seeing with the protests and everything coming out from that, people aren't fighting against the overt racism. racism. They're fighting against systemic racism, mm-hmm. right? So they're looking for uh, opportunity to create equal and equitable spaces for everyone to have a fair chance and a fair opportunity. That's why you're seeing some companies, I, have, I haven't even seen a lot, but some companies are starting to uh, defund certain programs and defund certain um, activities and that have been perpetually um, carrying on systemic racism in, in the country, right? So, so you know, and, and, and another thing we have to also talk about, too, is just what is race, right? Because I see yeah. a lot of people yeah. fighting against racism without an understanding of race, right? So yes. before the 1500s, uh, race was just a descriptor, right? It was just... Someone's perception. You see, uh, for example, a black person, they're just a black person, right, or just a white person. But when you add in what's called the concept of race, you're giving meaning to the actual race. So the concept of race is when you hear words like whiteness, right? Whiteness means access, right? That's a simple definition. It means access. So having access to these social, economic, and political sectors is what people are fighting against right now. Because they want a fair uh, opportunity for everyone to have access to these sectors. Yeah. yeah. So to really simplify it, uh, which I don't want to do today, but in a simple yeah. sense, t- in my in my definition, uh, God said, "Love your neighbor as yourself." Right. Put no other god ahead of me. Right. Boom. Should be taken care of. Right. Right. <laughs> so easy. Yeah, well, it's not quite that easy for for the human nature, and, and Henry Blackaby refers to it as the human condition. Right. And uh, so wouldn't it be a beautiful world if every time there's a crime or a, a story of any kind, they refer to a man and a woman mm-hmm. and, and don't it. label them? Right. Right? Right. And and that that's where we want to be. That, that's, that's a perfect human place to be. Right. And uh, I, I'm not so sure, and we're seeing some – Real extreme things going on right now. I mean, right. uh, taking down uh, statues and, and mm-hmm. things from from the Civil War. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but just by taking physically those things away, does that really change the human condition? Right, and that's that's the thing. You know, it it, it changes it from a visual perspective. Like yeah. when you walk by that place it's no longer like there. okay we understand that's right. hurtful for you right so we're going to erase it yeah right but that's not again to understand systemic racism you have to go back to in history and understand how this country was founded and how it was built yeah right so taking down statues while that may be good from a visual perspective yeah. is not going to solve the issue right and one of the things that we do is we work with leaders and we work with leaders in understanding how do they create or um, deconstruct uh, systemic racism within their organizations and within their uh, institutions. So, um, and I tell people all the time, because ever since 
you know, the tragedy of George Floyd happened, which is just highlights the issue because there's many other African-American men that's been killed by the police. Right. Right. But this one just really taken. Yeah. Taken off. Um, and I guess because of the the filming of it, the the drasticness of it, the, the meaningful of it. I mean, there was a real purpose to not not just hurt someone, but to kill someone. Right. Yes. Right. So that's really giving uh, meaning to what's going on in the world and you know i tell people all the time you, you can only make influences within your sphere of influence so if you're a leader of organization or you just have friends and family that have issues or have a, a misunderstanding of systemic racism it's our job to explain it to them mm -hmm. right it's our job to start looking at our own infrastructures and see how we can start breaking down uh, systemic racism within our our institutions and our organizations so that's the best way, from my opinion, to start deconstructing and breaking down systemic barriers. Uh, it's within institutions, right? And then it's and then another thing you you'll hear a lot about is going to the polls and voting, right? We have a huge election coming up in November, yes. right? So getting people out to the polls and um, casting your vote really help in deconstructing uh, systemic barriers because you want to put people in offices that are looking to create equitable spaces for everybody yes right and people have to people of any race have to get to the mindset that my vote really will count right i i don't have to worry about a fix or any of that in america anyway right um it's interesting to me all the the protesting it's taking place around the world and i thought is that showing compassion for the united states is that showing compassion for a race mm -hmm. is it honoring george floyd uh i i don't i'm not there so i don't understand that as well right as what's happening on our own soil mm -hmm. yeah i i think what it is it, it's happening all over the world yeah it's just really well they're recognizing the same issue i think right exactly yeah exactly. that you're talking it's just, about it's just very prevalent in in the united states systemic right um yeah it's systemic racism yeah. is really prevalent so so what you're seeing with these protests is just people and, you know, especially black and brown people um, are just really tired of dealing with this issue of systemic racism. Mm. And what we're doing, and I'm, not, I'm trying not to speak for everybody, yeah. <laughs> but from what I'm doing, what I see is we're trying to empower everyone. doesn't matter what color you are. Let's work together to start deconstructing and dismantling these barriers. Jeff, I'm going to I'm going to uh, take a little break here to honor our sponsor today and be right back on uh, one of my greatest joys in life has been obtaining a vehicle from RC Auto. Yes, I said a joy in reference to buying or leasing a vehicle instead of walking into a car dealership lot and facing a horde of vultures waiting for you. You are invited to a calm, friendly office where you will be asked things like, what have you been driving? What are you looking for? What's your budget? That's when the car buying or leasing experience changes into an easy educational experience. RC Auto is not a typical car or truck dealership, so they have the advantage of seeking different brands like Toyota, Lexus, Subaru, and more from a broad selection from sources that you never have to visit or arm wrestle a salesperson for. The joy is not being sold, but educated into the right decision for you. For your next vehicle, go to RC Auto, where it's more than just an exchange of keys. It's a relationship. Make an appointment today 
at meandmyrc.com. So we're child of the 60s. I mean, we were at some stage. I know I was. <laughs> I'm not laying that on you. But I'm guessing we're not too far apart age-wise. I don't know. So um, I know that where I was in the 60s, uh, junior high and high school, and we saw all that we saw then. Detroit was burning down. Uh, I, I was raised in Akron, Ohio. And I saw that you're a Steelers fan, and I apologize for Absolutely. that. Absolutely, because I'm a born again, or I'm a I'm a born in Browns fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> so here we are. Here yeah. we sit. Yeah. Here we sit. Right here. There, the divide has just begun here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, or you have won more championships, and we have won any. Yeah. So so, yeah. so um, uh, anyway, the, the '60s. We saw all of that stuff. We we've we've seen. Selma the movie. We saw all of these things mm-hmm. uh, that were real and hurtful. Then we saw Dr. Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. who, in my mind, and if I'm correct, had a lot of protesting and a lot of people up and down the scale, but he was not a, about the violence. He was. He never preached that. He never uh, thought that was a, a good option. Um, but yet it came about anyway, just, just about like we're seeing now, mm-hmm. but you got to have to honor the man he was right? and, uh, and what he was about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he did, uh, suggest and we'll say authorize, if I can say that word, uh, peaceful demonstrations. Um, and, and it's very interesting you brought that up because, when I was doing some research just on the sixties and now I saw a, a very, something very similar and something disturbing was, um, and I've talked to, I have a lot of uh, white friends mm-hmm. that I, you know, associate with. And I was telling them, I said, am I your friend? I think so. Well, you're, 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 you're a Brown fan. So I, I, I don't think so, but <laughs> please. Yeah. So I, I was telling them, I said, you know, Something that really bothered me was, you know, you have the 60s and you have, you know, 40, 50, 60 years later. I can't add. (laughs) Um, The one thing that was common was in the 60s, people did not believe racism existed on that level until they saw it on TV. Yeah. Right. Fast forward 60 years until now. It's the same thing. People didn't believe it until it was filmed. Yeah. Right. So. So. I brought that up to say, you know, what bothers me is if when you call someone of color your friend and they're telling you, hey, there's systemic racism going on in the world, it's almost like you don't believe them until you see it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So just ba- like back in the 60s, it, they didn't believe it until they saw it. And then now they didn't believe it until they saw it, right? So that really, you know, hit a core with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really started me down this journey of – looking at relationships and building true, authentic relationships yeah. across culture, right? So um, I thought that was very interesting uh, when I looked at both of those. Well, and now, and now advanced to where we are today, uh, watching all of this and, and living all of this, um, it's a reminder of what we went through in the 60s with right. the looting and the burning, and mm-hmm. but that's not – part of the cause and, and it and it takes away from the good things that can happen i think how do you separate that we don't have a real answer for that right now but i think everybody's digging right now 
and um, from real extremes like defunding police departments mm-hmm. or taking money from here back over to this place where we're going to school and train and and try to try to do it that way. But um, uh, it, it's almost like a, a switch went off mm-hmm. with the death of George Floyd mm-hmm. that reminded us that it is it does still exist. Right. Uh, look what's going on and listen to what's going on. And what are the what are the peaceful protesters saying? Mm-hmm. And is there a leader of that? We don't have a Dr. Martin Luther King right now. Right. 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 And that's a big difference. Yeah. And I think a lot of the looting that you're seeing is outside groups coming in and doing the looting. So yes. mo- the majority of the protests have been peaceful yes. uh, for the most part. Uh, it's just outside groups coming in and Absolutely. trying to stir up trouble. Right? And they are. And yeah. and so the message from the 60s to now is not any different. Yeah, People want to break down barriers of systemic racism in this country. And we've been dealing with this for 400 years yeah. plus as a country. And the only way we got we have to do this is people in leadership roles, right? And I was talking to a group of white um, Christian leaders recently, and I said, you need to start standing up, right? And I was saying black and brown people are tired of carrying this mantle. We can't be the only ones carrying this mantle right. to deconstruct systemic racism. Yeah. We need you to take the lead nice. on this, yeah. right? And you hear that concept of privilege, right? So use your privilege to start deconstructing, yep. right? And then let's join in the fight together. Yeah. Well, um, and and I hope, I hope out of that uh, education, leader or leaders will rise up. Right. And, and they'll, they'll rise up to the occasion and to the call. And because uh, uh, we need that right now, we, absolutely. And and that 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 will do more uh, than just uh, teach. It'll bring it'll bring uh, a new element in that we can listen to that's not political, right? You know, because we're from the far right to the far left and everything in the middle. Well, how can we have this? With how can we have this discussion without? that for a moment right knowing what's coming in november right uh we're going to be bombarded between now and then with messaging we already are and uh that's okay because that's that's the that's the democratic way and and we have to be very proud of that here in america but Mm -hmm. but we also need a voice of reason right and calm right and um and i think that's what your company is specializing in if i understand it Yes, absolutely. We're trying to teach people how to change policies. Um, and, you know, everyone can do what they want to do to yeah. deconstruct racism, but we are choosing to use education and partnering with organizations and leaders and figuring out how to deconstruct it within your own sphere of influence. Yeah. And and I'm hearing <laughs> there's, there's a phrase that uh, I came up through uh, sales and marketing uh, with broadcast business, and, and there was a term that came out, I don't know, long time ago, mm-hmm. of reimagining. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing it again. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what you're doing. You're, right. you're reimagining this whole situation and, and, right. and uh, bringing reason into the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and now's a great time to do it, especially coming off the – not coming off. We're still dealing with COVID, yeah. right? So we have to rethink how we run our organization. So now's a great time to implement – equitable practices within an organization so now you can carry it forward and sustain it yeah so 
so your company structure is built to uh, – are you going to the CEOs are, and then it's a work down – from there, yeah. So, so that ideally, that's what we want to do. Yeah. Um, but we do train teams and employees also because nice. they need an understanding and doing what they do when they're working with a diverse population. Yeah. But we work with leaders and CEOs on a, high, a, a larger level to change organ, organizational structure mm-hmm. is what we do, and that's where we can see impact in our organizations by partnering with the CEOs, the leaders, the executive directors and helping them establish some different policies within their organization. So coming out of the 60s, a lot of laws were made, new new civil rights uh, regulations and, and law and so forth. And I think we did get a little uh, sloppy. I think we did get a little uh, carried away with the impression that, oh, okay, we dealt with that. Right. It's done. Right. And it's not done right. uh, because people still aren't listening to other people. Right. Uh, if I may, there's a young um, uh, black man that uh, is very good friends with with uh, Dinah and my and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came into our church about three years ago. He's a basketball player from uh, Arizona Christian University, mm-hmm. and and he's 26 years old and uh, afraid honestly afraid to drive in his car after dark mm-hmm. in here in in the phoenix area yeah he works uh his job is in mesa he lives in uh, tempe mm-hmm. it's about a 15 minute drive and uh at night he gets off off his work at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. and he's afraid yeah and i i i thought i had to i had to talk through this with him mm-hmm. and he really and and I think he's right yep. for a certain reason. He'll get stopped where nobody else would get stopped. Right. So just to see who he is, what he, why you're out late, right? Absolutely. And it's funny you brought that up. I was talking to my mom a couple of days ago because um, I'm finishing a book. And I was just writing some experiences in the book to yeah. go along with the other content. Um, and she told me, she goes, you have a lot of experience getting pulled over by the police. And I said, no, I said, I have a couple experiences, not a yeah. lot. She said, no, you have a lot. And then she started telling me all the experiences I had. I forgot. Wow. I forgot. So it, it, it became such a norm for me that I oh, literally forgot the majority of the experiences I've gone through from yeah. getting pulled over, um, which really hurt me. Yeah. Because um, I, I just didn't remember yeah. those. I just remember maybe two or three times, but my she gosh. was telling me about seven or eight more times. Oh my gosh. That, that I got pulled over for um, no reason. For, oh, no reason. Yeah. And that n- not one time did I get a ticket. Yeah. It was just to see where I'm going, why I'm in this neighborhood. Um, you know, where I'm coming from. Oh, that's a good that's, one. This is a neighborhood where you don't belong, right? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's happened. To, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, I can resonate with him. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, uh, this was just this past weekend. He was over to our house, and, and we had the grandkids over, and he's you know mm-hmm. we're playing in the pool and stuff. But uh, and then we we sat down. And I started talking to him about this whole thing, and mm-hmm. and he brought that up. And I thought, hmm, that's what my I, I I have other friends that are that are black, and they're talking about the same thing. Yep. And, and we have to teach our sons that too, yeah. right? So I taught my son that when yeah. he was he, six, seven years old. I began teaching him this is what you do. When you get pulled over, yeah. this is what you say, which is what you don't say, and that's what we had to do. So, 
you're in the midst with your with your company. You're, you're a culture changer. Mm-hmm. You really are. Right. Yeah. And then and with our company, we just don't focus on race because we work. We're looking at inequalities across the board. Right. Within yeah. uh, gender, uh, where we fight and help companies identify um, uh, uh, gender pay. Right. And make it. Uh, equitable for men and women, yeah. right? So we do that, and we do you know other cultures too, religious culture, socioeconomic culture. The difference is there. We're trying to build, you know, yeah. uh, bridges between that. So when we say culture, we we look at um, all those different aspects of culture. Yeah, and I'm and glad to hear changes. that because it's it can't be sliced and diced down into one or the other right. of races, right? Right. It, it's the whole, the matter of the whole. Yep. And. Um, and I'm so so glad to hear you talk that way because we we we're blaringly right now it's in our face right and this is a great time your business ought to be escalating right now I'm super busy right now <laughs> I mean I'm I'll be referring busy. you all over the place yeah <laughs> so I'm glad to hear it's growing because people are paying attention we need that yeah that's what they're saying we now. need that yep. And uh, show us how. Yep. So uh, we're, we're near the end of the program, uh, Jeff. But mm-hmm. I, uh, because this is rescuers, uh, changing and saving lives, which you're certainly in the business of. But um, COVID nineteen and this issue we're talking about right now are creating stories uh, from from all of us. Mm-hmm. What will your story be when you look back at this? I think my story is going to be uh, building community. And teaching people how to love one another. That's it. That's the story. We're back to that second commandment again. Yep. yep. <laughs> love your neighbor. That's All it. right. <laughs> I wish we had another half hour, but we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're out of time. But, uh, Jeff, it's been a pleasure having you on the program today. Thanks for having me. And I know that you'll get a, a lot of response from this today. Awesome. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Thank right. you. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Sponsored by RC Auto, where it's not just an exchange of keys, it's a relationship.